This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, of these awards, which do you think is uh, the most interesting to follow? Because I think most people would say MVP, just because I do think it's an interesting race to follow. It's not like the Heisman where it's squarely, oh, you're the best player on the best team. Because there's so <laughs> many other things that like go into it. Whether it's like, yes. you know, voter fatigue, are you doing it with style? Are you truly the MVP of your team? Which, remember, Micah Parsons was saying, oh, Jalen Hurts is a system quarterback, which I don't think anybody else agrees with. Like, I know the Eagles are a great right. team, but calling them a system quarterback, like, that's what you do to players who are still at Alabama. Like, that's a fair assessment of a lot of Alabama quarterbacks, which we know Jalen Hurts played at Alabama once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like there are so many other factors that kind of go into it. It is such a big award. Which of these do you think is the most interesting? Honestly, it's going to sound crazy. I kind of think it's comeback player of the year because the MVP discussion is something that we follow all year long and coach of the year and offensive and defensive player of the year. But I think players on the comeback player of the year list, guys who maybe you wouldn't anticipate, guys that come out of nowhere, former stars who have struggled, at least from a narrative perspective, that's something that interests me because at, at, at this point in the season, we kind of know who the players are on the major awards, but the comeback player of the year, I think is, I just think there's more storylines there. So at least from a human interest perspective, that's something that I kind of think is cool. Yeah. I will say quarterbacks still rule the roost when it comes to comeback player of the year award as well as we've had four straight quarterbacks win this award last year was Joe Burrow the year before Alex Smith, which I don't think that's a story that we're going to see replicated each and every year because we know Alex Smith mm. like broke his leg in like gruesome fashion. Uh, Ryan Tannehill won it the year before, and then it was Andrew Luck. So do you think it's fair that quarterbacks like have the upper hand on all these awards, or do you think that it's fair given the importance that a quarterback has on its team? I think that's what it is. And ultimately, I'm like you. The quarterback always gets the benefit of the doubt when it comes to awards. But the flip side of that is anytime something goes wrong, the quarterback, it is expected that the quarterback take the heat. Like, And there's no better example of that than when, who was it for the Patriots that made that terrible pass? Was it... It with that lateral and the Raiders won at the end of the game. I forget the name of the player, that receiver who got the lateral there from Ramondre Stevenson, Jacoby Myers, right? And he throws it across the field and then Chandler Jones grabs it and stiff arms Mac Jones. Mac Jones had nothing to do with the Patriots giving that game away. What did Mac Jones say after the game? That's my fault. 
it's my fault. I should have tackled Chandler Jones. You know, no, it's not. <laughs> but as a quarterback, even even in the most ridiculous of circumstances, the quarterback is always expected to take the blame. And even when it's not necessarily the quarterback's fault. So that's, you know, that's the downside of that. So anytime you play the most important position on the field, there are fruits that come with that. There are benefits that come with that. At the same time, nobody comes down on you harder than the public or the fans when your team is struggling. So generally it's sort of a give and take. So I I think that sort of evens it out. Yeah, so let's start with Comeback Player of the Year because I think this is the conversation that plays right into this because it's Geno Smith and Saquon Barkley that are neck and neck right now over at BetMGM, plus 175 to win Comeback Player of the Year, followed by Christian McCaffrey, plus 250, and Jared Goff at 8-1. to So do you think the quarterback gets the upper hand in this conversation? Because what a year Geno Smith has had. And I think this also has been followed by an amazing, you know, turnaround season for a Seahawks team that nobody mm-hmm. believed would win any kind of football games. And now we have Geno Smith uh, sitting with some of the better numbers uh, for a quarterback in the NFL. Touchdown to interception ratio, pretty solid at 27 touchdowns, nine interceptions, and eighth in the league in passing yards. However, Saquon Barkley is that household name. He's a huge part of the Giants offense as well, who don't rely heavily on the passing attack. He's top five in yards, and mm-hmm. I think this is one where people may be giving the extra nudge to Saquon just because he's been so hurt, and we have never really had a yeah. chance to see him absolutely shine with the exception of like maybe the first year he was in the league. Uh, so do you think narrative-wise one of these guys have the upper hand? Oh, for sure, and I think I think it's going to be Saquon, and it's tough because I like Geno Smith a lot, I like Saquon a lot, and they both had a rough road. For Geno Smith, the rough road has generally been he hasn't been that good of a quarterback. For Saquon, it's been injuries. But I, I wouldn't mind either of them winning this award. But I think it's going to be Saquon because now we're seeing the Seahawks start to falter. They've dropped five of six. The Giants can make the playoffs. Looks like they're going to make the playoffs. They need to beat the Colts this weekend. And all things being equal, and right now, The odds are equal. They're both at plus 175. I think the guy playing on the playoff team will get more of a benefit of the doubt. And also, Seattle, again, fading down the stretch. That's not what you want. As good as Geno Smith has been, his team is fading, and that's part of the narrative as well. So I think Saquon is the guy, but I wouldn't mind either of these guys winning the award. Yeah, same. I do think uh, Saquon gets the upper hand just because his team looks like they are going to be playing in the playoffs. And also, it's been a Giants team that wasn't expected to do much entering the season either. I think Brian Dable deserves some of the credit for that as well. But he also plays in a big market. Like anytime you play in New York City or a big market team, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to get the gentle nudge from the media and from the writers just because the visibility is a little bit more than on the West Coast and in Seattle, as unfair as it sounds. Uh, Let's take a look at MVP odds. Right now it's Patrick Mahomes, the overwhelming favorite, minus 500 to win this award over at BetMGM, followed by Joe Burrow, 6-1, to Jalen Hurts, uh, up to 9-1 to after once being the odds-on favorite, Josh Allen, 10-1 to after being 6-1 to just last week. So, Jenks, is there anybody who can snatch this award from Patrick Mahomes? It could be maybe Joe Burrow. 
Maybe. And the only reason I say that is because let's say eh, maybe Josh Allen. I, I think it's Joe Burrow, just be, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think this is going to happen. I think it's too late in the season. This is Mahomes' award to win. But let's just say, for the sake of argument, the Bengals just keep winning, and we've got a massive game between the Bills and the Bengals this week. Let's say Joe Burrow goes out and has a masterful performance, throws three or four touchdown passes and a victory against the Bills, and then all of a sudden the Bengals win again. Those odds will shorten. I don't think it's going to be enough to catch Patrick Mahomes because at minus 500, he would sort of have to fall apart in the last couple of games, which I don't anticipate happening. But maybe it's Joe Burrow if it's anyone. Yeah, Joe Burrow has actually been better with his feet than I think people realize, too. Five rushing touchdowns this year, which normally we would say, oh, guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh mm-hmm. Allen really have the upper hand. Uh, let's take a look at Josh Allen's rushing touchdowns this year because I'm sure it's probably more than five. Because uh, that's the other thing. That's why I think Jalen Hurts was still in this conversation, despite not having the passing numbers that the other guys had. Uh, Josh Allen only has seven rushing touchdowns. So the fact that Joe Burrow only has two fewer rushing touchdowns than Josh Allen is kind of a shock to me. Mm-hmm. But I do think of these guys, it's probably Joe Burrow that maybe has the best shot. And at these odds, you know, looking at Joe Burrow, six to one, you could even take a, a gamble on Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. And if one of those guys That's hits true. over over Patrick Mahomes, you still uh, end up with some kind of prof- profit. But it does feel like it's Patrick Mahomes or twin. Like how many weeks are left in the season? Two? Is Two. this too late to bet on the award? I feel like the answer is probably yes. Yeah. If we were looking at Patrick Mahomes and maybe he's minus 150 and you've got Joe Burrow and he's sitting at, I don't know, plus 225 or something like that. Okay, I feel like you could probably make a case for Joe Burrow, a more significant case for Joe Burrow catching Patrick Mahomes. The Broncos are visiting the Chiefs this weekend, and the Broncos are a flat-out mess. Now, they do have a very good defense. That defense did not show up last week against the Rams, as we know, and this has just been a garbage a garbage season for the Broncos all the way around. But when you're talking about two teams – the Broncos and Raiders that the Chiefs should beat. I don't see Patrick Mahomes struggling enough for his odds to to fall back down to earth a little bit. So, yeah, it's probably too late. All right, so let's talk about some awards that maybe it's not too late to put some money down. Coach of the Year and Offensive Rookie of the Year. At Coach of the Year, we have Nick Sirianni leading the way, minus 175 favorite over at Benham Jam, followed by Kyle Shanahan at plus 275, Doug Peterson, 8-1, to uh, Dan Campbell, 20-1 to now after a little surge with some big money coming in on him. Do we think Kyle Shanahan has a shot here? I think I would put my money on Kyle Shanahan. If he leads this team to, you know, an amazing season despite losing not one but two quarterbacks, I think he should get this award. I think you're right. And it, look, if Nick Sirianna wins it, I get it, but – to do what the Niners have done with particularly a Mr. Irrelevant. And you can say, well, this is all about Brock Purdy. And to an extent, sure, it is. But you lose two quarterbacks. Trey Lance was supposed to be the guy this year. And Kyle Shanahan has put suddenly a guy, the last pick in the NFL draft, in a position where 
The Niners haven't missed a beat. It's not like they're doing this with smoke and mirrors. So they are winning games with a guy who wasn't expected to be a starting quarterback in the NFL in his rookie season, and you wouldn't know the difference. If you just looked at the box scores each and every week and you didn't know Brock Purdy was playing quarterback, you would have no idea that he was starting. That's how good the Niners have been, and that's full credit to Kyle Shanahan. So, look, if they went out, and they sure might, he could win it. Yeah, and it's not like they've just been winning. They've been dominating these games. So a full yeah. hat tip for me to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson, the favorite at minus 200. Kenneth Walker, plus 450. Brock Purdy, 7-1. I don't think he's going to have enough games to catch Garrett Wilson. For me, we all know I love me some Garrett Wilson. I do think he is the clear favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year as an amazing receiver for the Jets. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.